Today's episode is brought to you by Bulu Box. While some box services are for dog toys, Bulu Box is a sample box focused on your health. So you'll get healthy snacks, vitamins, supplements, even recipes, and DVDs. You can get uh, an organic plant-based protein called Garden of Life Raw. They'll put that in a box and send it to you. You can check it out. And if you like it, you can order more. That's sort of how Bulu Box works. And there's also this thing, uh, UMPH, U-M-P-H. It's like a zero-calorie, zero-sugar pre-workout drink. You can try that, and if you like it, get some more. They send in this box, a bunch of samples. You sample it, and then you want the stuff that you want, and they ship it to you. So Bulu Box is offering you, my listeners, $20 off a three-month subscription. So that's three months for just $10 with promo code NATE. So go to BuluBox.com, click on the microphone in the top left corner, and enter promo code NATE. And here's to discovering a healthier you. Boyhood, the best-reviewed film of 2014, is now available to buy on digital HD before you can own it on Blu-ray. Acclaimed writer-director Richard Linkletter follows the same actors over 12 years to tell a groundbreaking coming-of-age story like none other in film history. This, I'm reading this, but this is all true. This movie is spectacular. Starring Patricia Arquette and Ethan Hawke in their Golden Globe-nominated roles. Boyhood is also nominated for Best Picture Drama and Best Director. Buy it today from Paramount Pictures' Rated R. This movie is so spectacular. Go get it. And then after that, listen to the podcast. It's Reading Aloud. I'm your host, Nate Cordry, and we have our second book club today. We read The Love Affairs of Nathaniel P. by Adele Waldman, and my guests today, um, going clockwise, are Ellie Woods, Bill Savage, and Kevin Awakuni. They read the book. They came in here. We're sitting around a table with microphones and headphones, and now we're going to talk about this book. And I made a mistake. I should have chosen two guys and two gals because this it's a it's a book about relationships and men and women and ellie i feel like you're gonna be doing yeah. a lot of talking today it would have been nice to bounce off another one i know like, am i wrong here yeah am yeah right base, but. right right i have some emails from female listeners that perfect you guys may sort of collaborate together and you have your same point of view maybe not who knows we'll get to those later hmm. and thank you for sending those in again if you have thoughts about uh, one of the books that we're reading, um, please send them into readingaloudpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so let's get into it. The Love Affairs of Nathaniel P., Adele Waldman. Um, I believe it's her first novel. Um, yeah, I think so. And, you know, one of the first things that I checked after I <laughs> read this book was her, was went into like her biography. I was like, is, is this a married woman? Right. And is she happily married? And she she seems to be in a wonderful marriage. She's married. She's a married gal. Mm-hmm. She lives in Brooklyn, New York with her husband, it says in the blurb. And she she uh, specifically calls him out in the acknowledgments for being so wonderful. That gives so she's, so much credibility. She, she's in a no. great yeah. Yeah. Great well, she got married, so her life's been validated. So, right? Yeah. Is that how it I think works? that's how it works. Yeah, She's yeah, allowed yeah, to write right. this book yeah. now because I really she's learned married. A lot from Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I wondered if she... Uh, Do you think her husband actually wrote it? Is that what you're getting at? And she was <laughs> I think I can tell what you're saying. I, I wanted to see if... if uh, be, well, let's get into it. Let, let's, go, let's start, just sort of go around the room and just... Um, 
a very general sort of response, and then we'll get into the nuts and bolts of it. Um, I'll start with you. Kevin, this recommenda- recommendation actually came from you yeah. when I came into Skylight. Yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, and you didn't buy it then. so uh, I good, didn't. So I read on me. I read 10 pages, and I enjoyed it, but yeah. I put it down and picked up something else. Yeah. But I'm glad that I picked it up and used it for the, for the book club. Um, tell, me, uh, tell me your thoughts. Um, you know, I, I read this book about six months ago, so I had to reread it again to kind of refresh myself. Um, and I still loved it. I still thought like a lot of her observations about kind of um, the, I, I don't know, I guess the emotional uh, immaturity of yeah. a lot of men in their 20s. And uh, wh- what it really struck me was like, I feel like a lot of times these young men don't have the ability to articulate kind of what it is they're feeling because they're not really sure. And what kind of crystallized it for me was when um, Hannah and Nate were having that dinner after he finished that book review, and he suddenly be, kind of became kind of weird. Yeah. And everything up until then had seemed very um, like a normal pattern. And then there was no real explanation. He just kind of felt discomfort, and I just uh, it really crystallized a lot of past events for me where I'm like, God, why am I acting this way? Yeah. I mean, and just for myself personally, I'm like, what, what's going on? And you, you don't know, and you just you kind of act in a weird fashion, and it just um, I just hadn't read a book that had done that before, where it really kind of honed in on just um, kind of how guys are dumb at times, and they don't really know why. And I mean, I don't know. I, I just the observations just seemed so acute that I really I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed seeing that. Now that I'm older and I'm married. And I have kids, right. I don't have to do any of that bullshit anymore. Like, it's nice to look back and be like, man, I was a fucking moron. Well, maturity, I mean, well, you say dumb and a moron, but you, like the first word that you used was like maturity. Yeah. It's, I, I, I underlined that word like 10 times. It uh-huh. was like, this book was about a guy who is intellectually advanced, but emotionally immature. And there's so many examples where he has a thought, something wells up in him. He has some sort of feeling mm-hmm. and he doesn't mm-hmm. dig any deeper. Right. He doesn't understand what it is and he just walks away and just deals with this sort of icky feeling he has and then responds as opposed to like doing some homework and getting into why he's having that feeling. Right. Yeah. He doesn't do that. And I don't know if it's because he's dumb or a moron. I wonder if it's just because he doesn't have the wisdom and just life experience at, to figure it out. At some point, he even says, um, "I I feel like I should." He's acting strange towards her, towards um, towards Hannah, and he even says something like, uh, "I feel like I should have given her an, an excuse." Said something like, "I'm just tired," and right. and I was like, right. "That's Is that not enough? A, that's, not, <laughs> yeah. that's not an explanation of your feelings, or it has nothing to do with what you're feeling at all, even." Right. Um, I think it's this. I think it's the selfishness. I think that comes along with that immaturity. Mm-hmm. You know, where it to me, it's like. He he. After whatever the the honeymoon phase wears off, he kind of wants her there, and he wants to have a girlfriend when he wants to have a girlfriend, yeah. Or when he's feeling good, or when he, you know, and right. when he's not, it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go out with my friends. It's just sort of that that thing of like having your cake and eating it too, and and I just don't think any successful relationship can can be like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I found her to be obviously very sympathetic. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to jump in too far. Although I felt, I did feel like towards the end of the book, all of a sudden, she was being painted in, I guess, in a more human light, but not in such a positive light. Where she kind of, after he for sure drives her away, she kind of goes off a cliff. And I was, I thought that was yeah. interesting. I'm like, are you just doing this? 
like the author, like, are you just doing this because, like, are you trying to paint her as more complex? Or are you just trying to be like, oh, no, but, you know, girls are crazy and mean, and they screw up relationships, too. I don't know. That, it actually felt a little, I almost wanted her to be, to remain kind of better than him because I felt like she yeah. was kind of better than him the yeah. whole book. It becomes a little, like, ambiguous. Yeah. And I understand, like, showing her human side and being like, I, this, you know, you hurt me, that for sure. But I felt like she was head and shoulders above him in maturity, and then all of a sudden she sort of devolved sort of out of nowhere for me. You know, and I got it that her heart was broken. Hmm. Um, She also doesn't have any many friends. Yeah. And I feel like if I were that woman, if I were Hannah at that point, and I could see myself being Hannah, if I were that woman – and um, I had a bunch of friends. They would, at that point, tell me, don't send that email. Exactly. Write it for yourself. Don't <laughs> yeah, send yeah. it. Oh, right. my God. But yeah. she Write didn't it, have but any, don't send yeah, it. Yeah, she didn't have any good friends. Bill and I have been friends for years, and we've had this discussion before. Like, put it down on we've, paper. We've sent these emails to each other. Like, yeah. should I send this? Exactly. And very <laughs> be like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 not at all. Yes. I thought that was actually interesting, reading that email, because from the second I started reading it in the story, my reaction was like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, no. And then yep. it's like, that what I thought was great, because it's like two pages. And I was tired of reading it by the end. And like Same the first here. thing she says is like, he could barely get through this atrocity of an email because it really is. You're just like, oh my god, like you got to quit banging that drum, right? Oh man, too yeah. many question marks. D- yeah. To point out that like the sort of the immaturity, there was a, there's a bit on page 92 where he's talking about um, it's when they're still together and they're having sort of they're having difficulties and. Um, I forget where exactly where they are, but uh, the second paragraph, he says, he would have done so in part because he wouldn't have wanted her to come away thinking he was boring, but he didn't feel motivated to make that kind of effort. He thought of Hannah and felt a pang of something he didn't know what. He didn't choose to examine it. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of, that is like this recurring theme where he has these emotions and he doesn't negotiate them. He just chooses to not because it's too much because he doesn't have the ability to negotiate them he just moves on past and like goes to the bar to watch to hope the Yankees lose right right or does whatever he does um so overall so to, to go back to you Kevin mm-hmm. you, you enjoyed the book it was a second reading for you yeah you like it you enjoyed it yeah I um you know what I also kind of realized was in the beginning of Nate and Hannah's relationship, there was a lot of doubt. And I didn't really pick up on the doubt mm-hmm. on the first reading because I just was enjoying it. But the second time, I was a little more critical of just while I was reading it. And I was like, oh, it always started with doubt. Like, when he met Hannah at the party, he wasn't like, oh, she's like right. really. He was like, oh, she's kind of interesting. And then mm-hmm. slowly over time, he developed an affection for her. But I always thought, like, I wonder if the, one of the underlying problems with the whole relationship was, like, he he wasn't really sure if he really liked her. And he thought he did, and they went out, and um, that, that was just something that, um, you know, stuck out for me. Yeah. It was yeah. just, like, his, his, um, his uncertainty of yeah. whether or not he should be with her. And then um, the second time also was I forgot just how big of a component Greer becomes at the end. Yeah, like, yeah. In that last chapter, just, like, the writer kind of covers this entire lifespan with yeah. like yeah. like ten pages. In ten, yeah, that exactly. Was yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh shit! I that forget- was a really interesting choice that yeah. the author made to do that. And so uh, when I was like, oh fuck, I forgot Greer was like a huge component. Yeah. But just in these last ten pages, and how like a lot of the problems and doubt that he had with Hannah, he doesn't really have with Greer, even though Greer is not on the surface. It's in, it shouldn't seem like they should be a good fit because she's. Clearly, like much more um, unstable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But That's he, but he word. loves it. He loves it. Yeah, he's enjoying that ride. And See, so, I felt like he. I felt in reading it that 
I felt like he hadn't changed it at all. Like I just felt I didn't feel uh, like this relationship was better in hmm. any capacity. I didn't feel like she was trying to tell us that it was better. Uh-huh. I just felt like I don't know. I just think it's like that shitty thing of timing in life where like for some reason he you know, three months later, or I mean I guess they went right into each other, but right. like he kind of, you know, gave in to the stuff that used to bug him or he didn't make it, you know, like it, right. it's sort of just like, it was just the description of the relationship was like, it's fine, you know, and he kind of right. just settles in for it and doesn't really quite get as distant as he did with her. But I didn't take from it like, oh, he really learned a lot from He's Hannah. He's kind of beaten into it. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he learned anything either. I feel like he did kind of accept like, I just felt like he was more integrated. I, I wasn't really sure why. And um, but like she does shit that yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel like he would have tolerated with Hannah. Well, and maybe because she's liked, easier. He liked Hannah because she was challenging to him, and because uh-huh. she was a different kind of woman than he. You know, intellectually, yeah, or like intellectually, emotion, yeah. and emotionally too. And I think you know, as soon as she started to feel insecure, which is what I. Reading this book, I was like, this book is about when men pull away and women get insecure and the cycle yep. that happens then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm single and 25 and, like, that's basically my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, right. And, True. Yeah. yeah I and, well. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> for Greer, she's constantly pushing and, you know, right. and that's what he loves. And that's the kind of woman he wants. Right. That she, and she's At least a now. Bit more yeah. There's only mess. 10 pages, though, yeah. so, like, how do we know what... And maybe her just right. being so outwardly a mess all yeah. the time is easier because she wears her heart on her sleeve or, like, you there's know, the no biggest... Yeah, there's no, there's no underline. Work. No, it's, like, it's right there. Right. Yeah. They deal with it, and it goes away, where someone like Hannah is obviously more complex. I mean, I just... I, I thought it was interesting. I also, like... I don't mean, like, when I say I saw it coming, I don't mean, like, oh, I saw it coming. But I just could tell at the very beginning, having having been through it on both sides, like, oh, I know he's going to he's gonna poison the well. He's yeah. going to be distant <laughs> enough but yeah. not actually do anything. And you, you, you do – it's so abusive yeah. in, in a capacity because you make the other person think, like, am I crazy? Am yeah. I – what am I – and it's, like, every time you say, like, she had to say so many times, like – Hey, am I picking up on something? Exactly. And it's so cruel to be like, no, no, like what? Because you are making the other person feel like they're nuts, mm. and they're not. Like you, and but it is like a tactical thing where he's too much of a wuss to not date her, to break up with her. Yeah. That you poison the well and you drive the person to, or he could just leave not. You. He could yeah. just not be aware of what he's going through as well. Uh, like a certain, I, I, um, I, maybe I, I think that's painting him with too sim. Well, for me, I, it was yeah. too sim- sympathetic. I, mean, brush. I feel like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think he's just afraid. He's afraid of being alone. He's afraid that like Hannah's the best person he's ever met, and she's awesome because she's awesome. Yeah, she Hannah's is. Awesome. She is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is why I thought again, I I, I don't want to. Beat this, beat a dead horse. I thought it was kind of strange how I, I felt like she kind of went off a cliff at the end. Did you feel that? Yeah, I, I thought I did actually. I thought I couldn't see her actually sending that email, and just also as a writer, she's a, supposed to be a writer that he respects, and I thought that email yeah. wasn't in her it was voice. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's terribly written, and 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 yeah, it, it didn't even have like emotional grandiosity. We were like, oh my god, this is over the top, but it's obviously just coming from a very raw place. It was yeah. it was weirdly clinical and you know like you said there's a lot of question marks which is always you're like don't, when you too go through a breakup like don't ask, don't ask question questions marks. you don't yeah. want to know these answers exactly. or those answers don't yeah. really exist yeah you know? Ugh, it's so frustrating overall Bill what was your take on the book from sort of start to finish in a general sense did you did you like it did I you? did dig it yeah I mean it made me a little 
you know, made me nostalgic for New York. I never lived in Brooklyn, but right. uh, lived in Manhattan, and it made me sort of nostalgic for that. Although at the same time, being like, oh, this is like you know, like you said, like, oh, I don't want to go back to this. No. this is terrible. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know, I, uh, I I I know a handful of people who work in like the magazine world, and and um, you know, I, I think that is is it's interesting to read about that, and I didn't find it insufferable. I think I think that that's I think a risk to like write about this sort of like intellectual, you know, yeah. like the intellectually elite young magazine world in New York, it's like it, it could be cause for like, oh, this is too much. Yeah. And I thought it was, you know, pretty good. And I, th- I think it's good that it's like he lives in like a dumpy apartment out in Brooklyn because like right. that's cool. Right. Um, but I, I did um, I did dig it. I thought it was, I think it's interesting to see it when I mean, it's written by a woman um, about sort of the complex way and kind of bad way young men deal with their relationships with women. But I didn't I didn't come across as like bitter. You know what I mean? I, 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 no, it not sort of at all. interesting. I'm like, what not made her you just feel like a lot of especially first novels or first movies or yeah. whatever are inspired by heartbreak. And I sort of was like, I wonder and I actually didn't read her bio and I didn't know she's married. And you know, you sort of wonder like, was this yeah. an exercise for her? Like, why did this guy do this to me? Right. Yeah, so I'm gonna sort of get in his head. I wanted yeah. to know who she was in the yeah. book. Like I assume she kind of put herself in here. But I wanted to know yeah. which woman she yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was really fascinated by her. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I think you're exactly right. These first, this is her first novel, yeah. and I think. And, right, Kevin? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, I think I see that on the back here. Like. And that's a really, it's a very specific choice that she's, that she's writing about. And for, for it to be the male's perspective... I just I, I wonder where it all was generated yeah. from. Well, she and, she did a reading at Skylight, and she said that this book took about five years for her to do. Holy shit! So wow. she said that was um, a great time, but also not a good financial plan. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I actually found speaking of that, I found that interesting in the book where I'm like, wow, people get like that much money for book advances anymore. Like I just like all you, all you keep hearing right. about is like right. you know oh like, book, like nobody reads but what and it's right. like wow that's crazy how much but, money these people get paid for. Yeah, I didn't really think about it. But yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure h- there are like many authors out there now like all right fella take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't now think like everyone who writes a book is like a millionaire but it was like it, it was reassuring like oh wow you can get you can actually get a book advance right. still. Good right. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Book writers. Good for you, Nate. <laughs> what a vocab. What a vocab. <laughs> um, yeah, I was also disappointed because I, when I first picked it up, I thought it said The Love Affairs of Nathaniel C. And I thought it might be like a tawdry tell-all book about Nate Cordry's love life. Oh, and yeah. I was, yes. like, reading it and I was, I was like, substituting oh, you this whole time. <laughs> 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 it's that like, is, of course he so, picked a book with Nate. Yeah. Exactly. Once yeah. I got yeah. over it, I was like, okay, now I can just read it. But, you know. I'm now only choosing books for the book club that have the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. So that's, that's narrowing our choices down. It's a um, short book club. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie, I'm fascinated. Let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, I, um, I really liked this book. I thought it was very interesting for me to read it this time in my life. I thought... Um, I thought reading it was terrifying, um, but also very interesting. Um, the portrayals of the women are f- pretty fascinating as well. The ending for me was incredibly frustrating. Yep. Um, how quickly it wrapped up, how easily yeah. he fell in line with Gray, um, especially because you're introduced to Gray as like, you know, the first time you meet Gray, we're all making fun of her. Right. And then, and then. He ends up with her, and you think, but Nathaniel can't end up with Gray. You know, he's supposed to be with Hannah. At least I was thinking that for a little bit. And then I realized 
he's not such a great guy. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> no. he, yeah, he's awful. He can end up with Gray. That's fine. Right. With Greer, sorry. Yeah. Greer. Greer, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just reading reading this book, I the whole time I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I hope this is not what men are actually like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> have, have there other books that you've read, like as a young woman, that you've yet yeah, that has shown sort of the male perspective like the no romantic? definitely not not okay. like this yeah. and I also I feel like I can I feel like I'm pretty good at understanding humans and reading people and I also felt like it must be incredibly accurate you know yeah. like this seems like such a wonderful portrayal of a complex human being mm-hmm. somebody who's like highly educated but just doesn't understand about people at all yeah yeah absolutely I think well, it's a big Ivy League thing as yeah. well I mean, for me, I mean, you know this. To me, like the Bible, of at least how I feel men think, is is high fidelity, which is not that new anymore. But hmm. I feel like that book is yeah. very. But what that book I think has is is more is much more humor than this. It's a much more like yeah. self lambasting yeah. guy kind of, and there is like a bit of a conversion. You know, like that guy just eventually for lack of a better phrase, like gets over his own bullshit and realizes like yeah. this is just kind of like I'm tired of this. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think you get that in this. No. I think there's no conversion whatsoever. No. So I can understand why it's frustrating. I kind of like that though because I feel like that's a really reflection of sure. life. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, absolutely. And I, 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 that, that's what I mean like, when, I, when I could tell. I mean, just the, the – the title being the love affairs of Nathaniel P. I remember like, just being like, "Oh, well, this is not going to like this relationship. Obviously, not going to work because right. this is plural right. in the title." Look at all these ladies on the cover. He's yeah, look at all. And God, yeah. they're so attractive. Yeah. <laughs> one white male. This orange and one. One white male. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like orange too. Yeah. Um, white men, obviously, being typically underrepresented here you know, <laughs> yeah. sure, in media. Um, <laughs> but I just, uh, especially in literature, I could just see it coming. You know, I could tell from the first sign. I was like, "Oh." I know mm-hmm. this guy's going to be a mess. It's going to be <laughs> shitty. Yeah, yeah. I Ugh. thought maybe he'd go through more women. And then when he stuck on Hannah, I was that's like, what I w- That's what I was assuming, yeah. too. I thought it was going to span, like, 15 years. Right. And mm-hmm. we're going to see him be a be an immature dum-dum. And then he was going to grow into a man a who's going to be on the path of that. Yeah. But that, it, no, it wasn't that at all. How it was a old year. is he? Is he in? Yeah, it's like a year, I think. Is he in? 30? He's early, he's I like think 30, it is in okay. his late 20s. I thought okay. that was it. Yeah. Like something he like, struggled for a long time until yeah. he finally got that book deal. Yeah. I think he gets the book deal at the end of his 20s and okay. then it's, yeah, and yeah. then it's early okay. 30s, 30s. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've read it twice though, so I, I, mean, I mean. You know yeah. better. <laughs> or vaguely, yeah. Let's take the, the, the quickest of breaks and we'll be right back with more Reading Aloud. Reading Aloud is also brought to you by Adaptive Books. Adaptive Books is now presenting the recently published new young adult novel, The Silence of Six, from Norton award-winning author E.C. Myers. Goodreads selected The Silence of Six as one of the five best YA novels this month and is an excellent choice for adult readers who like a good page-turner. I have this book. It's going in my bag when I travel for the holidays, and I'm going to start digging into it. What is the silence of six? That's what our hero Max Stein tries to figure out after his best friend hacks into a live streaming presidential debate, asks the candidates the cryptic question, what is the silence of six and what are you going to do about it, and then puts a gun to his head and shoots himself on live TV. It's one of the first novels from Adaptive Books, the new publishing imprint of Adaptive Studios, which reimagines abandoned stories from studios, production companies, agencies, and estates for retelling across a wide range of media platforms, including books, comics, as well as traditional film and television. The Silence of Six is available wherever books are sold, including Amazon, iBooks, 
bn.com, IndieBound, or your local bookseller, or go to www.adaptivestudios.com slash podcast and sign up for the chance to win a free hardcover copy. We're back with more Reading Aloud. I'm your host, Nate Cordry. Ellie Woods, Bill Savage, and Kevin Awakuni are here with me. We're talking about The Love Affairs of Nathaniel P. by Adele Waldman. I have some email from some listeners I want to read. And uh, so thank you for sending these in. This is uh, from Emily. Emily says, Hi, Nate. I'm loving the podcast so far. Just a quick thought I had about The Love Affairs of Nathaniel P. Nate P. reminded me of a toned-down Gen X rabbit angstrom a fully realized, well-written, multi-dimensional character who is not an unequivocally bad person, but whose actions and attitudes are sometimes distasteful. Of course, you get the feeling that Updike worships his asshole protagonist, maybe just because Adele Waldman is a woman. I might have assumed some added layer of ironic distance, some hints of derision, etc. Maybe this is unfair to her as an author, but it certainly made the novel more readable and relatable to me. Do you have any thoughts on vaguely unlikable protagonists that hit a bit too close to home, more girls than House of Cards, let's say? It's not assuming veiled autobiography because the character is a man oddly sexist of me. Look forward to the discussion. Emily. Uh, I thought that was a really interesting yeah. point of view. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think she's exactly right that he, he, he may not be a quote-unquote bad person, but his behavior is dist- distasteful. Right. Mm-hmm. There was one moment that put me over the edge, however— that made him turn into a little bit of a monster. And I, because there are moments where thoughts that, that he had where I was like, oh, I remember thinking that. I totally had that thought and mm-hmm. I was ashamed of having that thought, but I had it and it was real. The moment towards the end of the relationship when he should have broken up with her twice before, where they're drunk and they're, they have terrible, yeah. this awful sort of sex. Oh, yeah. Where he like turns her over on all fours and he even says he realizes that it may be degrading. Yeah. And yet he f- he continues, mm-hmm. yeah. and he describes her skin in a really awful way, and sees like f- I think she she's maybe turned over or something, and he's and for for a moment they make eye contact, or, or yeah. he sees her and she's wincing, mm. yeah, and he doesn't stop fucking, <laughs> and it is it's it's almost like a rape. Rough. And is that and the night is, when they when she was in the living room? Is that the same yes, night? And when which, she which leaves, is equally cruel in a different way. And she comes back in and he's like, Is everything okay or something? She's like, Yeah, it's fine. And like, I forget I I can't find I forget it right if it's now, the same night. I might be confusing. I think it's it. a different night. I think that the next morning You're she right. goes out for bagels. Right? Is that wrong? No. I know. I think it's after that one. Because the, the bagels one is when they had a really good sex the night before. Oh, and that's right. And, yeah. Yeah. and, and she wanted to make and eggs. He, he wanted to make eggs. And he's like, no, I don't want eggs. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you want just an egg? to be he's like, whatever. Right. He says that he something. would prefer eggs. Right. He's like, he really would have rather And then she, she comes and she throws the money at him. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. the shower. So many moments of meeting like, can I grow your badass? Yeah. See, that was like a good moment. That's where I was like, yeah, fuck this guy. Like, good for you. Right, right. Like you're crazy. That was like, oh, you have self-respect. And Good at the end of the you. chapter, he says, "I really did want eggs." Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He just did it to be a contrarian <laughs> yeah. asshole. Just to be an asshole. But yeah, that scene is terrible. And even like, I'm just I'm talking about the night when she she's drinking a little too much and she goes out and she's drinking bourbon in the living room and he comes mm-hmm. out with her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she literally just says to him like, "We shouldn't be doing this." Yeah. Anymore. We shouldn't be doing it. She gives him like it is right there, and he's still and he and still he, perpetuates. And then it. he tells her he loves her. 
Yeah, right? he's yeah. Like, I remember mumbling something, something about love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah like, exactly. It's just so Ugh. cruel to to do that to somebody. We were just like, dude, you got to be a man. And God, I've been there. So I, <laughs> this, I hate. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, This is a paragraph from this from this scene. Um, after a moment, he turned her over on her hands and knees. He felt mm-hmm. a pang. A pang, again, that word pang, which and that which he disregards. He felt a pang as he positioned her this way. It was one thing to do it doggy style when the sex was energetic and smutty, when it was in keeping with the joint mood. This wasn't that. This might as well be masturbation. It had nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. And yet it continues. He keeps on doing it, and you'd... Th- yeah, uh, I just made you feel terrible to be a guy, and it was like, oh god. I just think that's like Ellie. That's not all men feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just I another know. level of him, sort of. And I guess maybe I'm answering my own question here, like why she's so. It's like he he seems to have systematically broken this once strong, promising yeah. young woman down in in various like it, it's it's this slow poisoning of hmm. like he yeah. just keeps doing these. Uh, you know, a, a wide range of abusive actions from the very slight to this, which yeah. is pretty pretty bad. And, yeah, and it's I brutal. feel like in that moment of eye contact, like you know that she Ugh. hates herself. Like she's that that she's in this situation. He says he felt a little bad for the way he'd potted her. He hadn't really done much. He hadn't really done much to get her into it. Next time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh, man. And then he peacefully falls asleep. Yeah. Oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah, he, Thank God. He peacefully falls asleep several times. Yeah, like it, yeah. they, they actually talk about that where he will get he gets tired once it gets like any like one the conversation goes in any sort of direction of like time to examine something. It's like and then he like nah, falls nah. sleepy. Yeah, there is some there are some similarities um, in this book to another book, and I'm going a bit to the extreme. But there's a book that was written a bunch of years ago. I shouldn't say a bunch of years ago. The average American male. Do you know this book? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, don't read this one, Ellie, because you will <laughs> fucking jump off a bridge. <laughs> Chad Kultkin wrote it, um, and I read it for this this um, this class I took on literature and sexuality. So it was all these books about sexuality, and this was the last one we read. And it's called The Average American Male, and it's about this guy who's a senior at UCLA who is a video game playing, beer-swilling, misogynist, asshole, porn-addicted scumbag. And it's about it's and, and it's you go inside of his head and inside of his thoughts and it is horrific Oof. like within three pages he's just like walking down the street and he sees a girl he's like i want to fuck that girl in the ass and i want i wish her boobs were bigger and her face uh, and it's just dis, it's just horrible yeah and it's like that for 250 pages that sounds great there's no redeeming like none none does and he find an equally Brett awful woman because no. awful women exist too. absolutely absolutely he doesn't and it's about and it's just it's 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 going to the like people sort of rioted about this book. Like he just goes to the abstract extreme, which is I guess interesting to do. But there are moments of in in that character's behavior, and I forget the character's name, even if he has a name, he might be nameless. <laughs> and Nathaniel in this book, there there are some similar moments. This guy went to Harvard, and he has a, a bigger vocabulary. Yeah. But when you like sift it all down, their behavior is. Like very similar, yeah. And even this guy wants to like go home and watch porn and like his obsession with women putting his dick in their mouth ma- in his mouth, <laughs> yes, in, in their mouths is hilarious to me because he doesn't. I don't even think he ever says blowjob. I think he just he always says, yeah. I thought about her putting my dick in her mouth. Right. If, if I if I can, this is Please. page twenty two. 
If he were to list the biggest disappointments of his life, <laughs> freshman year of college would be near the top, right behind <laughs> behind the realization realization much later that even something as seemingly sublime as a blowjob dash his penis in a woman's mouth, his penis in a woman's mouth exclamation point could be boring, even slightly unpleasant under the wrong circumstances <laughs> or per- performed inexpertly. Biggest yeah. disappointment <laughs> second, second of, disappointment, his, yeah. of his life. And then yeah. he doesn't do anything to correct it, too. Like, she offers him. Oh, God, that passage is yeah. fucking yeah. debilitating, that was, too. Was, yeah. I, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the first. A little shy, it's a little bit of a minefield for a guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, how can I? Yeah. And, like, and it's like, eh, yeah, just true. be like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard thing to negotiate. Maybe the only time I had sympathy for him. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why in the first chapter, why they start, why... Adele Waldman started this novel the way she did. With this character who you never hear from again, she never comes in. She's referenced maybe twice or three times, Juliet, this woman he sees on the street, who he has this one-night stand with kind of, and and she has an abortion. And I wonder why she chose to put this at the very beginning. Uh, Automatically, you are not on his side. Mm. And you kind of see, like... You can agree with him in some ways, kind of, but no, but you can't. You can't sort of be on the side of his behavior. And I thought it was a little, I, I, I wish this scene wasn't right at the beginning. I wish you could have sort of ramped up into Oh, your, I loved it. Okay, tell be, me why. Because when you're reading it, well, I mean, okay, I'll tell you how I discovered this book. We've had it for a while, but no one had really been talking about it. And I was just shelving it one day. I was like, you know, I'm going to check it out. It's got this shit ton of blurbs. So I started reading it, and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then that point where you realize, like, oh, they had sex, and something happened. I was like, oh, I'm in. Because I, w- I want to <laughs> huh. know what happens. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I want to know, like, how the yeah. situation, like, the situation clearly was resolved inadequately and yeah. poorly. And I yeah. want to know, like, how did it lead up to this? And then we're, we're staying with Nathaniel, and you see, like, all of his fuck. And I just, I, it, that was the part that sucked me in the most. Oh, I was like, cool. Okay. I, I'm in. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to read a novel where, like, everybody's great and nobody has any faults. Absolutely. And so when you start off there, I'm just like, oh, you're giving me a really good hook to kind of latch me in to be like, what's his deal? Because he doesn't seem, like, outwardly, like, a jerk, but that's clearly, like, what he did was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? And yeah. it, it piqued my curiosity. And, you know, mm, you know interesting. I, I, in retrospect, you can go back and be like, wow, what a dick. And, you know, because you, yeah. you have the whole picture. But when you're just entering the world, you – I mean, I, I, I thought it was fantastic. I also think it's, it's interesting because it, it's um – you know, that was like a big, obviously a big to do. Like he, you know, the, the condom broke and he knocked, and knocked her up and she yeah. had, to, she got an abortion and now she's just kind of reduced to some, like that's, it's so weird how life is where like now she's just somebody he runs into and it's sort of like, then we yeah. go on awkwardly this whole, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you go on this whole, you know, trajectory with, with Hannah. And then at the end of the story, it's like, that's what she, you know, in, in the next phase of, of, of his life story, she's just some she girl that, that, yeah. that he dated and she went crazy and he had to break it. You know, and, and it's like we but we are living through every moment of that. Yeah. You know, and it's just strange yeah. how, how that happens in life where these people like that that took up a like there was a very massive yeah. time for yeah. you. And then, you know, five, ten years later, it's like, oh, yeah, that was just... Or even, like, three weeks. Even, like, three weeks for, like, Juliet. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, she went through something traumatic, and then he was like, all right, well, I spent the night, so... 
Yeah. See you later. Yeah. yeah. Have a good one. I guess. Do you think it was a sp- like a specific choice on Adele Wallman's part to to try to hook you as a reader in the I'm, first ten? I'm pages? pretty sure you spend five years doing anything. Everything is a choice. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anything is a mistake. Well, Absolutely. What did you think about the ending then? Um, I because it wrapped up so quickly. I, I was I know, like, for me, how is this a real portrayal of a relationship? I don't know. I don't know if it's meant to be a real portrayal. I think mm. it's it's supposed to be smart and intelligent and also entertaining. And so for me, it, when it started sewing up all the threads at the end, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, I don't, hmm. I didn't mind that everything kind of was packaged in a nice way because for me, picking up all those threads and then kind of letting the reader see like, because you, I mean, they're at an ending point in the novel, but in my mind, in their world, I'm sure they're going to continue and there are going to be mistakes and they may mm-hmm. break up and all that. Like yeah. nothing is done. Yeah. It's just done in this part of it. And so I, I like that. I mm-hmm. like that all the different characters kind of got some sort of resolve, whether or not it's permanent or what have you. Yeah. Because I can totally imagine, like, Nathaniel and Greer in 10 years having two kids, being divorced, being, like, super angry at each other. And, and then he's him, still the same. And then him perpetuating it just older yeah. with a different kind yeah. of woman. Yeah. You know, and I just... Well, that, and I think that's clear, where it's just sort of like... It's very like I don't know how you really do end a book like this because it's it's it's, it's such mm-hmm. a character study really yeah. that it's sort of like what what big ending would there be so yeah. it didn't surprise me at all I wasn't expecting a big ending yeah and you're just sort of left with like yeah just how things are ending yeah, at that moment that it, and and how like it, it it like none of that really matters because this guy has not necessarily changed at all like, he's still the same guy. Right. I feel like you know, right. and you're sort of left with that. That's what I. That's what I took away. I don't know. Maybe I, I just. No, didn't, yeah. I didn't think there was any. Yeah, I don't know if he. I mean, I don't know if he grew. I mean, I, yeah, I just thought the whole Greer thing was. I mean, that's because again, like I said, I'd read it and I just completely forgot about it. All I remembered about the end was like he meets Hannah. They have like a moment, and then he's kind of wistful, and then the the idea of him being with Greer again excites him because, yeah. and then he kind of compartmentalizes a lot of the emotion that he had with Hannah mm-hmm. until. I think in the novel, it's like until it's just going to be nothing but like a moment that he can't really remember. Like when he yeah, opens right. the window and he, mm-hmm. he has the smell after finishing that long mm-hmm. email that he never sends. Yeah. Right. You know, and I just, I, yeah, I, uh, I just forgot how much of the energy Greer brought. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, there was a couple moments where I, where I really thought she put some, she had some really nice sort of like shading and coloring. Mm-hmm. Um, it was p- page 199. It was like, I think they're walking home. He and Hannah are walking home from a bar, and they're having a fight. I'm, I'm not sure exactly where, where it is, but... Um, <laughs> I love this one. I love this page. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. And th- I, I forget... Um, <sighs> I'm looking at it right now, but there's a really beautiful sentence that I really thought was just a lovely touch. He looked away when he passed the bar they had gone to on their first date. Mm. And I just, that, that yeah. just that impression, like, I, I see that scene in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was such a, like, a really smart, yeah. Oh, yeah. really creative choice to put. It was, it's, it's, it's 13 words or whatever. It's one sentence. But it really does speak to his, like, his emotional response. And, and we've all, and it's also, like, remind, that, that for me, that reminded me. Of moments of living in yeah. New York, and specifically yeah. living in Brooklyn and walking past places one, two, three, four years after I had some sort of like moment in there mm-hmm. and either wanting to relive that yeah. moment and like bathe in that nostalgia or to like 
Oh, and just like walk past and put your fucking head down. <laughs> and just, and I think just when you reach that point in a relationship where you're over it, like and it's done, yeah. you don't want to look back at like the. Yeah. It's not even that it's painful. I mean, I remember like right before uh, somebody broke up with me once. I like found this this note she'd written me like the summer before. Like I was like cleaning and I found it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like so sweet. And I was like, oh look what I found. And I kind of knew <sighs> this breakup was coming. And, I, yeah. and she re- and she really she literally reads it and she goes. Mm, cute. And I was like, well, this is over. <laughs> yeah. It was just sort of like, all right, uh, can you just fucking do it already? Like, this is too much. Uh, um, fuck. I also, you know what I liked uh, uh, in this? I, I liked when, I liked the parts that that filled in his his life a little bit. You know, like, I, I kind of liked the parts where they just kind of describe. When he talks to his parents on the phone, is. I thought it was great. Yeah, and just, and just even in terms of, like, you know, when, yeah, when, yeah, when, he's, when he's writing all night and, um here on page 64 and, and uh, or bottom of, bottom of 63, he was back at his desk, bent over his laptop, when the first hint of salmony orange began tinging the darkness outside. He walked to the window. Even the storefront church looked austere and dignified in the dawn mist. The city doth now like a garment wear the beauty of the morning silent bear. He vowed to pay attention to the sunrise more often when he hadn't been up all night, which is what he always said when he'd been up all night. <laughs> just yeah. stuff like that. I was like, this yeah. is, th- that the whole book is not just devoted to, I, I think it's no, good yeah. to fill in this guy's life outside of, you know, his relationship with women. Absolutely. I just thought that helped. Yeah. You know, it, it definitely paints a more, and I just think that that's, like, good writing, and that definitely has made me think of, you know, when you're up all night and, you know, when it's dawn and you're like, I got to, you know, like, this is so beautiful, I need to get up more. And, of course, you never do, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I just think it's, uh, and you're sort of insane when you've been up all night because um, you're so exhausted. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I thought that, yeah. I, I enjoyed those parts uh, that she filled in stuff that's not related to Yeah, his Hannah friends or, are, his friends are excellent His too. friends yeah. are amazing. Yeah. yeah. The Jason, Jason you just want to fucking and strangle. he's yeah. so important because you see Jason and you think, okay, well, Nate isn't that bad of a person, yeah, right, you know? Yeah, right, right. But uh, Jason, you can the... see he's incredibly confused, but is kind of a nasty person. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, and he's great to balance against Nate. Are yeah, is that the Yeah, and when the three of them are having conversations, there was like one conversation the three of them were having and I was like, I, uh, happening and I was like, I, I want to strangle these people. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, totally. They, they fall into that like insufferable Ivy League. Like if I was hearing this conversation at a restaurant, I'd be like, can I change tables? Exactly. Like, oh yeah. Listen to this. That, hap- it, it, that only happened like two or three times, yeah. maybe twice in this book where I was like, oh, can we please Enough. get through yeah, this yeah, pretend conversation that these this. jerk offs yeah. are having? Yeah. and move past but but Adele Walden was really like I feel like she was conscious of that yeah. and I bet like in earlier drafts of this book there was more of that mm. and the editor was yeah. like you're gonna lose them <laughs> I, I know what yeah. you're trying to do with these moments just tighten them up a Weirdly, little bit Weirdly I remember one of those moments when, it was when he's having dinner with Orit and uh, I, I actually found the writing a little stiff like when yeah. she's like what's going on with Hannah and he's like is this some sort of like twig on your piece? I just felt yeah. like that. I was like, this is a little. Yeah. I felt like, yeah, I felt like that was like, oh, I want to give him that one more pat. I just felt like it, it felt false. I felt like I was like, two people wouldn't actually hmm. speak this way, and I yeah. and I felt like it stood out because the, for pretty much the rest of the book, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel like conversations were false or too literary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Absolutely. Nobody talks like this. And I just felt like that conversation, I was a little like, mm, this is a little false. Well, what she, what she had said when she came to the reading was that that conversation, that I think the first one they had um, when Art gives like some really concise like things for him to think about, her initial response was for Nate to just be like, you know what, you're right. But then that would have been a really boring book. Cause then yeah. All of, so yeah. it's, she said that it took her about a year between 
switching gears between what Arit thought and what Nate thought to kind of give a real hmm. counterbalance. And I don't hmm. know, may, maybe maybe that was part of what you're reading, where maybe. it's like that struggle between when she wrote one was, part was and then a year yeah, later, yeah, yeah. like having to like really work hmm. at, at showing a counterpoint. Because I, I I do know yeah. what you're saying, where I'm like, because uh, uh, much of the enjoyment of the book is the ease in which you read it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like maybe that... Maybe that's it, because I felt like it's sort of like he was so actively ignoring her quite like the yes. sort of way you're like in real life he'd be like dude you're, what the fuck like, yeah. your friend would asking, be like that was, he asked you five such questions such a frustrating part yeah, of yeah, the yeah. conversation yeah. that he wouldn't respond to her yeah, questions yeah absolutely and that I mean I feel like I've we've all had those conversations oh, where yeah. your friends oh, just sure. shutting you out and then you oh, feel yeah. like the, the absurd person yeah. because you're pushing the point yeah right. absolutely we're going to take a, a second break and we're going to come, out, come back and finish off um, our book club today thanks so much for listening Listeners, help Reading Aloud stay free to download by completing this short, anonymous survey. It'll take no more than five minutes, and your answers will help match our show with advertisers that best fit the sensibilities of our podcast and its listeners, like you. This is very important to us. We want to make sure that we get the right uh, uh, advertisers for each show. So all you need to do is go to podsurvey.com slash Nate, podsurvey.com slash Nate, take the survey, and get a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. So if you complete the survey, you'll be entered automatically in this monthly raffle. So again, podsurvey.com slash Nate. It'll take you less than five minutes, and it'll go a long way to help us. So thanks. We're back. It's Reading Aloud. Thanks for listening. We're in Act 3 of the, uh, of the book club here. I have another email I want to read from Griffin. Um, this is a great email. Uh, and again, if you have thoughts, um, send them into readingaloudpodcast at gmail.com. At the end of this uh, week's podcast, I'm going to, going to announce the next book uh, for the book club, which I'm really excited about. Um, but first, here's Griffin's email. There is something about this thing that exhausts me, and maybe for irrational reasons. I just find Nathaniel to be such an irritating character that I check out and can't be bothered to read into whatever the author is throwing out there, like most people above 30 who read Catcher in the Rye for the first time. I'm going to stop this email for a second. Did you guys have any moments where you're like, this is too much, I'm overwhelmed by this guy being a jerk-off and I wanted to stop? Or was the writing and story component oh, no. enough that you wanted to continue? I loved it. Uh, yeah, yeah, same here. I kept reading, especially in the middle. I was really, really absorbed. The ending for me still was a little slow. Like not – it wasn't slow because it happened so quickly, but I was having a hard time connecting with yeah. Greer's storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel, like, it, I feel like, like we were just talking about this in the break. Like, you know, with certain – with a different medium, like if this was a film, I'd be like – I'd be wanting more from like 10 seconds in. Yeah. But I feel like with the book, it's okay. I feel like, I feel like this is sort of the only platform you can kind of – yeah. Do this. Yeah, take you know? your time. And, yeah, and, and just not have it really be overtly about anything. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's just sort of like, a, and it's also 240 pages. I mean, if it was 500 pages, yeah. they'd be like, right, yeah. right. To continue with Griffin's email. Sorry, sorry, Griffin. No, no, <laughs> we love you, Griffin. <laughs> My gut reaction to the thing is that it's a ramble to the effect of poor me, women are strange. But the fact that it's written by a woman must be a glitch in the matrix or something because I can't place it. Clearly, the protagonist is not the author, and it's possible that, that the character of Nathaniel is a nuanced parody of a kind of man, or everyone in the situation is shown to be irrational in their own ways, which Wal Waldman wants to play with. Whatever's going on is to abrasive, 
abrasive for me to appreciate. I think some of my total inability to vibe with the attitudes and thoughts in the novel comes from being gay, and in a way, uh, hmm. detached from the whole discussion and about how men and women interact in a relationship. It, it's all news to me, and it's all bad news. <laughs> There's an undercurrent to all my thoughts of, is this what straight people do to each other? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought that was a really That's interesting great. point wow. of view. Yeah, it's um, good email. Uh, so thank you, Griffin, for sending that in. I think you're <laughs> yeah. you're that's, spot on. I, I was that's exactly what I was feeling the whole time reading it. Is this it. fucking is real? Is this real? Is yeah. this what yeah. people believe and think? Yeah. And 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 is this how they treat people like this? The whole time I was reading it, I was like, Griffin would hate this. Book. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Griffin Classic is Griffin. glad to be gay. Uh, <laughs> were, were there moments um, talking to the guys in the room? Were there moments that you cringed? You were like. Uh, this is awful, but yeah, I've done this before. A lot of oh, them. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. why I res- that's why the book resonated with me so much. Yeah. Just um, was there one anything that stuck out particularly? Um, I want to I want to put you uh, you know not interesting. I mean, you talked about it. I mean, I, 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 there's uh, that moment obviously was cringeworthy when they when they had sex. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think I think just for me, anytime he. Uh, Anytime he he kept systematically driving her away and and systematically making it seem like it's in her head. I've been in I've been in that I've been on the other side. Like I've had I've had women or a woman do this to me where it's you know they do the same thing where you're like I feel like something's up and you're not telling me and it's like no 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 you're not, you're not what yeah. are you talking about essentially yeah. like I'm crazy for thinking this yeah and then invariably like something is definitely up and yeah. you know like I think that that anytime I, I saw him doing that you just kind of want to. Shake him and be like, dude, be yeah. a man, be a man, quote unquote, be an adult, or an adult say, yeah, and break up with this girl because what you're doing is very unfair, yeah, and yeah. it sucks. And I've been on both sides of it for sure, but you know, I feel like I feel like when I was on the the perpetuating side, I was not like 30, I was like 24. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm sort of just like, grow up, man. You got, yeah. you got, you can't can't treat people like this. What about? Go ahead, Ellie. Yeah, I feel like also I uh, it must like the. The, I'm going to use the word negotiation, like the negotiation about the blowjob. Like that, <laughs> that must be incredibly re- like it was realistic for me. It must be realistic for men. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yep. a, you're right. It's a hard thing to talk about, but no, not even hard to talk about. It's just it's sort just of impossible. like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's is there anything I can do better when I'm doing that is, is sort of the equivalent of like, does this make me look fat? You're sort of yeah. just like, there's, there's no one answer to that yeah. question yeah. and you better <laughs> get it right. Or, or is there a place in a relationship where you can have an honest conversation there, yes. about and I think there is, but I think they're like where they were at was not, not the place. No, no, they're no. Years it needs to be very safe, very trusting, very like, yeah, we're, it's like, we're, we're the worry about. Uh, feeling criticized or whatever is is long past you. You yeah, have developed yeah. enough trust, and there was there's no trust in this relationship. So, so. it's so it's more like you're not saying uh, Nate's an asshole for not uh, for not having this hard conversation. It's more like well, they don't have the the it's equity a sign built up. Of the relationship yeah. exactly. That they can't have this. Right. Conversation. I think that's a shit for him that he didn't. I mean, because that would have been really like out of line where it's like you're sort of poisonous relationship and it's like, but while you're sucking my dick, <laughs> could you maybe do this? You yes. know, like that would be a little bit like, that might have been a little a little too far. You know, I, com- I completely agree. Yeah. There was a really interesting passage where she talked about these little kids in a, um, uh, oh, they were at Bryan Park to go to some concert. And 
I'll read this paragraph. The concert they had come to hear wouldn't begin for another few minutes, but the park was full of activity. Across the wide swath of grass was the carousel, and to their left, in an old-timey booth, a sandwich artisan. A few kids, maybe six or seven years old, were playing in the grass nearby. Look, cried a little Asian girl in pigtails and a white dress. She was speaking to two blonde boys, twins. The little girl leapt from a chair, her skirt billowing up from her split legs. The boys didn't even pretend to care. They ran off, and she followed, pigtails flying behind her. Wait! And I'm wondering why this passage is in the book. Mm. If this is what Adele Waldman is basically saying, like, like the, the plight of women in life. Yes, we're the always chase. Trying like, to get, yeah, we're trying to get attention. We don't get it, and we have to chase men. We have to chase men. Exactly. Yeah. Someone is disinterested, walks away from you, and you yeah. make the choice because, like. I, that doesn't really paint a more specific picture of what Bryant Park looks like. Hmm. She she specifically chose to yeah. write this little little girl in a white dress, pigtails. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And Innocent she, figure of innocence. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And these two blonde boys who are like "fuck you," and she yeah. chases them to get their attention. Hmm. I wonder if that was there, sort of as a little kind of like this is what relationships are like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A I don't know. Maybe it's, that yeah, might be maybe. a little unfair though. I feel yeah. like most of this book's pretty fair about. I mean, human beings and relationships. Yeah. It makes a lot of great points about yeah. how confusing everything is in life and yeah. how hard it is to be a human. There's a great passage about how hard it is to be a human yeah. um, somewhere in here. The, but the, there's a great passage about dating, too, which I loved, which I highlighted. I think it's Aurit. Aurit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she says, it's on page 69. She says, dating is probably the most fraught human interaction there is. You're sizing people up to see if they're worth your time and attention, and they're doing the same to you. It's meritocracy applied to personal life, but there's no accountability. We submit ourselves to these intimate inspections and simultaneously inflict them on others and try to keep our psyches intact to keep from becoming cold and callous. And we hope that at the end of it, we wind up happier than our grandparents who didn't spend their this vast period of their lives, these prime years, so thoroughly alone, coldly and explicitly anatomized again and again. But who cares, right? It's just girl stuff. <laughs> and I thought that that was like just, I, I, again, I, I wonder if Adele is speaking through this character or not. Or yeah. if this is just, hmm. she's just writing Aurit's point of view to be, so that is different from Nate's. I think it's better. I mean, it's a credit to her that you don't know that because you, you you can tell yeah, yeah. sometimes when the author is yeah. speaking for. You know, I mean, you hear the author coming through and, and grinding an axe. And I, I like. I think we talked about it a little bit at the beginning. I think that that's good. That um, I know she's she's obviously dissecting the male the male psyche, but I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, this bitter. Woman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, know, so. no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. I I completely agree. Um, there's another moment we, we talked about, like, other things in his life that provided sort of wonderful color. And you mentioned really briefly, like, how dirty his apartment was. Yeah. And there was a little moment which kind of summed up his um, his maturity to me when he's like, uh, this is page 38. He gazed into his refrigerator looking for, he didn't know what, a ready-made breakfast of eggs Benedict with a strong <laughs> cup of coffee would have been nice. Alas, not even a stray carton of rice from his favorite Chinese delivery place, whose motto was, always you will find deliciousness. He poured the last of the Coke into his mug and threw out the bottle. A rancid odor rose from the trash can. He pressed the lid shut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I was yeah. like, I remember those days yeah. when you just walked past that smell right, and yeah, hoped yeah. someone else took yeah, care of it. The ultimate now, sweeping it under the carpet. Yeah, yeah, I'm 37, and when I smell something in the garbage, 
I take you it out. You root it out. Yeah. <laughs> I take it out now. Well, I mean, I mean, talk about metaphors. It's like <laughs> yeah, he feels exactly. this pang. Yes. He smells this right. pang right. or something, and he's just like, <laughs> Exactly. Just Closes the lid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, absolutely. I'm going to read something quick, too, on page 201, bottom of 201 into 202. <clears throat> he stared through the bald trees to the stalls of the farmer's market that assembled at the park each week. On this gray day, it looked like the threadbare marketplace of some bleak Eastern European village. He could smell the diesel from the row of idling trucks that transported produce and workers from upstate. It reminded him of a dreary, sun- of dreary Sunday afternoons as a child, driving back with his parents from visits to his cousins in New Jersey or to the mm. houses of his parents' Romanian friends in D.C. suburbs, of looking out the car window at drab, shabby landscapes and being crushed by a sadness caused at once by everything and nothing. A general sense of life is a bleak, lonely, rather hopeless affair. Mm. He thought of his immediate future of being single. He remembered that night he and Mark had hit on Kara, the feeling of dullness that had come over him and what, had con- what he had con- contemplated his single life, the incessant, relentless flirting, its underside of loneliness and cynicism. Sometimes I think I've lost something, he said to Hannah. I mean, I could keep going here. I think this, I mean, I, I just, I love that description again. Like, that's what I was talking about where you're like, I don't know, it, it, it struck something in me. I just remember yeah. those moments as a kid where, like, I don't know, like, it's just sort of that transformative, like, those quiet Absolutely. transformative moments of, like, Sort of like, is this all there is? Like, there is this this ultimate overhanging sadness in, at times in life and, like, discovering that as a child and then still feeling mm. that exact same sensation. Um, I mean, yeah. I could keep reading here, but I don't want to take up too much time. I also think yeah. this is interesting. Hannah's you know, response to Yeah, it is, really is awesome. Perfect. Where she's like, what am I supposed to say to this? Right, and I, exactly. And I, and I kind of basically being like, I think this is bullshit. I think that, like, you're sort of generating this line of bullshit to me. And thinking I'm, I should care about this, but I, I, I think, think it's. She's also saying like, yeah, that's what being a human right, is. Right. She said, hmm. I mean. <laughs> yeah, maybe we. Yeah. Maybe we should. I, read I that highlighted the same. I highlighted a little like a paragraph later, which she says. But to me, it looks like the most tired, the most yeah. average thing in the world. Yeah. The guy who is all interested in a woman until the very moment when it dawns on him that he has her, wanting only what you can't have. The affliction of shallow morons. Yeah. Everywhere, and this is where you're like, you're still like, yeah, like this girl is legit, yes, you know, and that's yes. again, I I'm keep hitting this, but like it really bugged me when she all of a sudden devolved, me too. Yeah. into a, 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 a crazy chick. I don't think she would like, ever end an email with, and by the way, you're bad in bed. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. it, it would be that needy and 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 kind of lame in that initial email where you're just like, this girl is so concise and intelligent, and she, you know, but I, she I could also know. be kind of damaged. And I, also, I, I don't, yeah. that, that email didn't really bother really? me. I felt like it was just the lashings out of a person who was really frustrated with somebody who they thought really they hurt, really yeah. connected with, yeah. and slowly he destroyed all of that. And she was just like, why the fuck did you do this? Why did you pursue me? Why did you make it like you wanted to be with me? And then even when I tried to stop it, you insisted on maintaining this tenuous, not, you know, very well thought out relationship. And I just felt like that email was just her expressing everything that she really wasn't able to communicate with him because he yeah. always shut it down. And so for me, yeah, 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 and, and he just doesn't want to engage. And yeah, she is... She's reticent because every time it seems like she brings something up, he withdraws even more. And I just in a relationship, when you do that enough times, just like, I don't want to bring it up because I don't want this afternoon yeah. to be a shitty afternoon. I'd rather right. just see a movie, right. have dinner, and just kind of... She wants to be like a good girlfriend as opposed to being an expression of herself. Yeah. 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 Uh, what did you guys think of when he runs into her again? Like, did you find that satisfying? Did At the very end? Yeah. Did you, like, did you find that you... It didn't strike me. Yeah. And it's not her story, but I feel like... 
I don't know. It would have been nice to have something where, like, this is a random reference. And I actually never read the book, but I saw the movie, which is sort of a weird movie. But Shop Girl, did you guys ever see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. So he's, like, he, he has this ongoing affair with Claire Danes, and he's this older, like, tech billionaire. Yeah, Steve Martin. And... He always keeps her at arm's length because he's like older and rich and yada yada. And then and she eventually she is like, fuck this and 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 breaks up with him. And he sees her later on. She says to him, I think she literally says, "Why don't you love me?" And later on, she sees him at an art show. And and it's just like this very kind of like wistful, sad moment. And he's just like, "You were right. I did love you." And it's too oh, wow. late, you know. And where we see this guy realized too late that he uh, the opportunity he had and i guess I, I, not that we're going to see that from her because she's mm-hmm. on the other side of that yeah but even if there was something of like yeah I, like wow i like thank god i got out of that i i devolved into this like lunatic that i didn't like but i mean i guess you can't really see so are you saying story. like you wanted more you want a little something, bit something it would have been nice i, I would have liked some sort of moment and obviously we're not looking at it from her perspective but we could maybe pick up on that where there's something here that I don't know that puts her in a better spot. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought she came out pretty well at the end. I mean, yeah. didn't she sell a? Didn't she sell the book? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And she's dating again. And yes, she's dating a documentary. There, like it that. seems like there'd been right. enough time between. And he hates that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he's just like, like hates I, that. I, I feel like she enjoying still her. seemed yeah. upset with him, and I kind of want. What I'm saying is, I wanted to see her back in a position of power <laughs> over him. Does that make sense? Like. <laughs> Yeah. That she's reclaimed hmm. her. She doesn't care about but him. Anymore, I don't know so if that. But, but I guess I liked it because it doesn't happen in real life. Like you yeah. could feel like you're in the right, and you'd be like, "Fucking," you just, and you'll never, and you'll never get the satisfaction yeah. of it. Yeah, and I li- and, and I like how life, like life, is reflected in the yeah. book in that fashion. Because there have been a number of times where you're just in a situation like, "I know I'm right. I know right. I'm right." And it's a fool's errand. And to you try just to yeah, and you try person, and yeah. get them to cop to it or something yeah. just so you could you know say like, yep. "God damn it," and it just doesn't happen. And it's the same thing. We're like, you know that hand is a better fit and just all those things all the yeah. positive things but it's just never going to happen I and I, I like how it's reflected in that because if it was a little too tight it'd be like oh There's well, she a, does, I, I get it. So she does win but she does win in she a walks way. away that's and, why yeah. I like it and he's it. like yeah, oh right. I thought we were just getting started yeah. like if, you know if he had one like, more paragraph go. he'd yeah, probably yeah, be yeah, like yeah, yeah, I was imagining my penis in her mouth there's a there's a, in this scene that's great. The, the, he he says not long ago, Ard had told him that Hannah was seeing a documentary filmmaker. Naturally, this had bothered him a little. Documentary filmmakers were the most pretentious people in the world. Uh-huh. He'd always thought so. The thought of some jackass filmmaker enjoying Hannah's intelligence, her humor, her maturity irritated him. He felt that only he, Nate, was smart enough to fully appreciate the value of her special merits. Mm-hmm. Which was insane, yeah. and I wonder who is saying which was insane. Yeah, is that him saying is that? That's him. Or is this yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. him? No, it's him. You which, think so? You think he's aware? Or is this? Of that? The, oh, yeah. Or is this? The, or is this the, the, the sort of narrator? Who's no, 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 no. Yeah. I think that's him. I think he's well, realizing he how irrational. That's then what, he has sort that's of what grown. Makes well, it's also a little bit. So funny where it's yeah. a little yeah. bit. A li- he's just a little bit. Just a sliver. He knows he's a dick because the book ends. in the book the book ends one page after that. Yeah, I feel like that moment that which which is insane. Yeah, maybe he sort of maybe there is a little. Bit of because time has passed. Well, right? it's also funny that he's like documentary filmmakers are the most pretentious people in the world, as opposed yeah. to like <laughs> his Harvard graduates who write for magazines <laughs> exactly. and get book advances. Like, assholes. are you kidding me? Yeah. I want Adele Wallman to. Um, I think she's. I think she's great. I think she's really smart and sensitive, and yeah. she's insightful. Mm-hmm. I think she's a really good writer. I want her next book to be. 
to have nothing to do with this world. Yes. I wonder what she's her friends young, think about this book. Yeah, totally. I mean, like she's a young literary darling writer, friends, you know? exactly, living in Brooklyn, and this is this is yeah. the world that she sort of you know spends time in. I want to, and see which is her. great for a first book. Absolutely, you know, like it's a good idea. I want this next book to take place in Prague, and I want yeah. it to. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see her her strength and her Adele. Smart, Adele, Adele, if you're yeah. listening, <laughs> the next book should take place in space. <laughs> we still like have it. men imagining their penises in women's mouths. In aliens. That, that should never go away. So, yeah, 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 alien. Yeah. And I think that's where we're going to finish genre. this book club. There you go. <laughs> alien blowjobs. I'm so thankful for my guests, um, Ellie Woods, Bill Savage, and Kevin Amakuni. They came in to talk about The Love Affairs of Nathaniel P., which is a fantastic book by Adele Waldman. Get it and read it. And uh, – and, I'm going to announce the next book, which I have in my hand, for January's book club. It is a novel by Dennis Johnson, not the former point guard for the 1980s. No, Boston oh, no. Olympics. never mind. Then. Different guy. Uh, I, think, I think DJ is dead, actually. Oh, so no. RIP. go, Bill. It's written by <laughs> Kevin McHale. <laughs> no, yeah. um, Dennis Johnson, who I love, who wrote Jesus' Son oh, yeah. and. Uh, uh, Train Dreams, which is like, holy shit, is that an amazing book? Um, he's spectacular. This, this won the National Book Award. It's called The Laughing Monsters. And it's a spy sort of thriller. It takes place on different continents. And usually his stuff is very, like, American. And, like, you can smell the smoke from the fires that he, like, writes about. It's, like, earthy and, like, yeah. and people with, like, dirt under their fingernails. And this, I feel like, is a b- bit of a change of pace, which I'm really excited about. So it's called The Laughing Monsters. It's by Dennis Johnson, winner of the National Book Award. He's spectacular, and I'm really excited to dig into this. Um, it is a highly suspenseful tale of kaleidoscoping loyalties in post-9-11 world that shows one of our great novelists at the top of his game. So get it. Go buy this. The Laughing Monsters, Dennis Johnson. We'll talk about it in January. And until then, um, have a great new year. And we'll catch you in 2015 with more Reading Aloud. I'm your host, Nate Cordry, and we'll, uh, we'll speak soon. Oh, you hit me like a hurricane! Quick reminder, The Silence of Six is available wherever books are sold. Amazon, BN.com, your local bookseller. It's from Adaptive Studios. Go out and get The Silence of Six. Wolf Pop is part of Midroll Media, executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Gorley, and Paul Shear.